0: people. This is the Real Talk, Real world family, and we are back again with yet another episode. Another episode where we're going to talk to you about discipline. That's it. Another episode to disturb the Spotify SoundCloud or your Apple. Amen. Another episode where we give you all of the juice and all of the flavor.
1: Come on. Come on.
0: Another episode where we give you some scriptures you probably don't remember. <laughs> Another episode where Iman gives you the revelation.
2: Amen, re- 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 come re- re- through.
0: Another episode where Aura's going to change your careers around for the
2: goods. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Back with myself, Gabs.
1: Myself, Mr. Game Changer. And your girl, Ora.
0: Perfect. I mean, the real tour, real walk family. Um, Eman, I just need you to turn yourself up just a lick of peace for me, bro.
1: No worries.
0: But guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for being here, and um, we appreciate you. As you know, we're kind of on a discipline series. Um, so if you haven't heard the episode before, please go and check it out. This is going to be episode two of that uh, discipline series. If you haven't listened to episode sixty, where we spoke about discipline within the faith, by all means, go and listen to it. It was definitely a very, very good conversation. It was a very, very good chat and it really laid the foundation for for, for this discipline series. So skirt back a little, um, check the episode out if if you haven't, um, as this is a kind of a continuation of discipline. A little different though, we're going to be talking about discipline within uh, career and business. Um, So obviously you would have known from the episode before that we spoke about what discipline actually is. Uh, Now the conversation is going to progress a little bit where we're going to talk about uh, discipline within career and business, and what it looks like to be disciplined when it comes to career businesses, the challenges that we find in the workplace, managing businesses, and that sort of stuff, and obviously, what better individuals than 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 Iman or myself right now? Uh, right, so let's get straight into it, then, guys. Um, discipline within within career business. Let's let's start with career, and I'm gonna go straight to Ora because we know that you are the whiz when it comes to career. <laughs>
2: I'm really not but yeah um what what does
0: it mean to be to be disciplined within within the career for you for me you know what rather than doing it separately career and business we'll just intertwine it all in it i mean obviously it overlaps do you know what i mean so yeah what does what does it mean to be to be disciplined with wow what does it mean to be disciplined within the, the career and business space for you
2: i think it means like not flip flopping so one week you're you're selling shoes on eBay, then the next week you decide you want to be trading crypto. Oh man, this guy, you, you finish me. You finish me. Nice. Oh God. Like, pick a struggle. crypto.
0: Wow, wow, wow.
2: Pick a struggle and stick to it, for starters. I think that's the number one rule of discipline within a career. And that's not to say that you can't have a nine to five and be an entrepreneur on the side because there's people that are managing that and doing that successfully. <laughs> but what I mean is that, if that is your struggle, if you're doing a nine to five and you're, you're you're you have a business on the side, when you do your nine to five, focus on your nine to five, don't be working on your business at work because that's rude and disrespectful. When you're doing your your business, don't <laughs> don't get distracted. So
0: that's what I Can I'm we doing. explore that a little bit. Can we explore that a little bit? I think I think do you know what? it's a good place to start actually, this whole nine to five, then five to nine, it's a it's definitely a good place to start. But the point regarding um, not doing your business during the 9 to 5 hours, I don't know how I feel about that, you know. I, was you it? How, I don't know how I feel about that. Because there might be some things that is required to do within the 9 to 5. So, for example, a business might have orders that they might need to place within 9 to 5. Or they might, have, they might be liaising with somebody in a different country within 9 to 5. Obviously, hours are different, et cetera, et cetera. Well, there might be something that that needs to be done.
2: Then you're going to, at some point, have to make a choice to either carry on with a 9 to 5 and leave the business or leave your business. Wait, no, or leave your 9 to 5 and go to your business. Yeah.
0: Which I agree with. Which I agree with. But do you don't you feel like people need to, the business needs to be at a certain place before yes. you can leave the nine to five?
2: I'm the number one preacher of that. Don't just leave a nine to five if and say so you want to set up a business. Like mm. until you're at a certain level, I personally would say that. However, um, to answer your question, if it absolutely needs to be worked on during your nine to five, then you need to make sure that your quality of work is not suffering, and then maybe like mm. make up the extra hours elsewhere.
0: Yeah, that's good. I think that's probably, I think that's what's important. I think that's definitely important, ensuring that your 9 to 5 is not suffering as a result of what you're doing in business. Because, you know, if your work is obviously, if you're not performing at work, that can lead to like disciplinaries, it can lead to, exactly. you know, Exactly. And that's not to say that,
2: oh, you have to be at your desk from 9am to 5pm and do FaceTime. Because I'm a big believer in working and smart, working smarter, not necessarily working harder or not necessarily sitting at your desk from 9 to 5 just to say you're there and Mm. actually just producing good quality work for a certain Mm. number. And I think, especially during this whole work from home COVID time, every business is having to see that it's not necessarily about being in one place from 9am to 5pm, but it's about the quality of the work that people are producing. So I'm a big believer in that. So I'm not saying, oh, you have to do this number of hours and then go home and do it. It's just about making sure that quality doesn't slip just because you want to have your foot in two different places at once.
0: Yeah, Uh, it's definitely a hard place to be, though. It's definitely hard to focus so much energy into the nine to five and into the business. So being able to have doing that, have to try and have a thriving career Mm and and still trying to build your business or have a thriving business wherever you are in that in that business place, Mm -hmm. to have them both thriving. And obviously, you're gonna have other things on the side, whether it's church whether you do charitable work or whether you've got kids. So I I can definitely see how challenging, that you know, it might be to, to thrive in both areas. So I understand people that might, you know, slip at work a little bit to focus on the business. It definitely is a challenging area. And I think the thing around, like, you know, many people have probably quit their, their nine to fives in order to do the business. And I think with that, I don't know, I'm kind of in two ends because I think initially... For a long time, I've always thought, and I still do believe it, I do kind of think, look, don't quit your your job up until the point where your business is going to allow you to sustain and manage yourself financially um, because you don't want to put yourself out of pocket or there be a significant change to your lifestyle because you want to, you know, focus on business. Um, so, obviously, your nine-to-five is obviously going to pay you in order for you to fund a dream and, st- and stuff like that. On the flip side, though, you know, people do... Quit their their nine to five, which allows them more energy, more time to focus on their business. Mm-hmm. So it can be a bit, it can be a bit challenging because obviously sometimes your nine to five, wherever it is, can almost withhold you from flourishing within your business because yeah, it might take no, time away from putting into the business. It might take time away from creating that product. It might take time away from going to studio and making that smash. It might take time away from, <laughs> from you know what I mean, doing doing several things. So so it's a it's a bit of a difficult one. On that, email, what's what's your thoughts on that? What's your thoughts on like nine to five and and doing the business at the exact same time and trying to flourish in all aspects of life?
1: I, I I think that's part and parcel of the world that we live in. Especially a lot of most most people in this life aren't born with a silver spoon, so um, most people are going to have to um, go down the route of, you know, having some sort of nine to five, whether it's well, nine to five or a part time job to help sustain what they've got going on, um, you know, and then at the same time to try and juggle, you know, building a business or building a brand, a charity, whatever, an acting career, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So it's not ne- just necessarily business, like, cause I've, I've, I've seen as well, like I, I know people that want to go into acting, but you need, you know, you need to, you need a job because, you may need to go for an audition, maybe in LA, because LA is a pretty popular place for a lot of actors. Hmm. You don't have money for flights. You need to work to get money for flights. You want to start a charity, um, but you need to you need um, grants and stuff like that to get you know the ball rolling. But in the meantime, you still need your nine to five or whatever your part time job to kind of sustain you and get the ball rolling. Um, if you want to start doing events or maybe get do events and get speakers and stuff like all of that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm more, you know, I, I more times sit on the fence um, when it comes to nine to five and business. And, you know, sh- you should you shouldn't leave your nine to five if you if things are not blowing, because I don't there's no set rule in business. Um, I think more so wisdom, wisdom more times says practical wisdom for life and stuff like that in order to pay your bills and whatnot the mo- most sensible thing to do is, yes, to sustain a job at the side to ensure that at least there's something to cover your heads that the head, sorry, there's something to um, keep you going at the side so you don't have to necessarily, you know, uh, be in a terrible position financially. There's at least something that can help you, which is a job. But, you know, there's so many ways people have done it. Some people have, you know, quit their job. Some people have done the job side by side. Some people have you know, found other side hustles and just, you know, use those side hustles to um help them push towards their main, you know, goal, or whatever. So there's different ways in which people have done it. Um and yeah, like the, I there's no set rule. But I think my rule is I'm more I care more about people's well being. So I would, you know, I advise a lot more people like don't just rush into it unless you know what you're doing but then I understand the realities of of certain things like if you want to build something that's sustainable and you want to build something that's big sometimes you have to you know say no to the job but then if you say no to the job what's your plan you know and Mm. that's the that's the bigger picture so I don't have one I don't I think when it comes to 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 a side hustle or a business or a brand or uh a way of life that is outside a nine to five. Cause I don't know. I don't know if there's one word that fix it, uh, suits it. Cause I don't think side hustle, fix side hustle is a bit of a, I don't know. It can downplay some people's reality. But the point oh. I'm trying to make is that it's not one shoe fits all. There's several ways. Some people, their family support them, right? Their family say, okay, look, here's a loan, chop loan." But like I said before, not everyone you know is born with a silver spoon. not everyone has the the grace or the ability to just ask you know a group of people for twenty k and then they yeah, like, yeah, i've got you. i think that's what it is
0: I think that's what it is i I definitely agree with you, obviously it's not one shoe that fits all. I think it definitely comes down to all the other extraneous variables isn't it like what's happening around you if the family's supporting you financially or friends something something needs to obviously happen in order or something needs to make sense for your current situation before you actually decide to leave work or before you decide to do both at the same time um for example somebody could be so talented at their business or so talented within their craft that they might have an inkling that they're going to blow within their business so they can leave the nine to five so you know i mean some people could their businesses or, or their career outside of the nine to five could be at a certain point where you know their breakthrough is on the edge, while wow, breakthrough is so Christian y <laughs> But yeah, their, their breakthrough could literally be on the edge. So I was just like, you know, at this place, at this point, I can afford to walk away from my nine to five because I'm close to, you know, getting getting the elevation that I need within within my business or side business or wh- whatever it may be. So it's it's definitely uh each to their own, and obviously every circumstance and situation is definitely different. So for sure, nobody should really sit here and say oh yeah them real real work guys are telling me to quit my job please we didn't tell anybody to quit this job <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're not telling anybody to stay in that workplace because you know you need money and that sort of stuff because i do hear people leave because they don't like the job they, which i have my own views about but the people leave because they don't like this or their mental health which i hear and all of that sort of stuff but obviously on the discipline then obviously or we were speaking earlier about you know um it really depends on what what job you actually do um, in order to remain disciplined, how, how how do we kind of like remain disciplined in in a career that we're not actually happy with?
2: That is, I think, one of the hardest things to do, and I I've been there. A lot of people would have been there, and I think in that situation, this is not necessarily the best advice, but what I, I would just I just tend to look for a new job. <laughs> that sounds so bad, but if I'm not like because I would rather be somewhere where I I um I can like I'm motivated to be disciplined but obviously it's not always that easy and while you wait in that waiting period you do still have to show up and you do still have to get the job done with a smile on your face and do it as unto the Lord as the Bible says so um yeah the best thing I mean the only advice I can really give is to just show up to your day job and just keep doing the best that you can and in the meantime kind of try and pursue what like make steps to either leave or or to do something that you enjoy that you can be disciplined at and also um one thing that helps a lot of people as well if you're nine to five is like let's say you you don't have any other qualifications you don't know what else you want to do and you're nine to five you're doing it because you want to make money that's absolutely fine and and that's there's nothing wrong with that maybe i have a passion project on the side and that that's not you don't have to monetize on it like Everything that you do doesn't have to be a side hustle. It doesn't have to be a way of making money. You can just do something because you enjoy it and because it's a hobby. Mm -hmm. And when you have Mm -hmm. things that you enjoy outside of your career and outside of the nine-to-five, it does make your nine-to-five more kind of worthwhile. It gives it more of a a purpose. And then you can be more disciplined because you know that your passions are elsewhere.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. I think with the thing of obviously leaving leaving jobs that you're not happy with. I definitely do understand that that viewpoint. Um, Again, it's one of them things where we need to kind of consider what our financial situation is and what our plans and goals are and that sort of stuff. But I definitely do hear it, to be honest. But don't you think that there's a lot of people that are, are in their nine to five that are not actually happy?
2: Yeah, no, that's what yeah. I'm saying, of course. That's why it depends on if you're not happy because you're in the wrong, you're completely in the wrong career and that's not what you want to do. Or if you're not happy because, like, you are you just don't like the job, you don't like the people that you work with. I think those are two different things.
0: Mm. I think a lot of it, I don't, I don't know, generally, I do think there there are a lot of people that do a nine to five because of the rewards and the benefits. So that could be the salary, the pay package, it could be annual leave or whatever it is. I do think a lot of people are in jobs because of, you know, the financial gain and the financial benefit. There are obviously many careers that people do like, like footballers, artists, actors, the creative field. I know people love a creative field. And then I know there are like doctors that really enjoy their jobs. There's some accountants that really enjoy their jobs. But like a lot of people that I talk to on a day to day, a lot of them are not necessarily in their job because fully enjoy it or because they love and admire it but more so because of the benefits
2: yeah and i think mm. that like modern day society this is this might be a very very unpopular opinion but it's my opinion to own <laughs> and i think that oh, in, yeah. in our modern day society i do think things like twitter and like i do think people have gassed us into thinking that you absolutely have to love your career, and you have to go to work, and every day is like a dream because that's what you've always wanted to do. Like the Bible is very clear when the fall of man happened. Like it says in the Bible, like man's gonna work the ground and he's gonna be sweating. So, for the most part, like work is not gonna be some. Not every aspect of work is going to be something that you absolutely love. There's like quotes that are like, "Oh, do something you love, and you never have to work a day in your life." And if you are in a position where you do love your job, I think that you're in a fortunate minority. And even those who absolutely do love their jobs, there will be aspects of that job that they will find mundane and not like. For example, if you're a teacher and you love working with children, fine. But then there might be aspects, a lot of teachers will say, I don't like doing reports or I don't like doing parents evening. Like you just teach because you love the children and you love the lesson time. But then behind the scenes, you're lesson planning, you're bringing work home to mark homework, you're doing writing reports, you're doing parents evening and you might not necessarily like that aspect of the job. If you if you were to di- divide it up into a percentage, the teaching time is maybe 60% versus 40% that you don't like. And I think that we need to um, break free from this mentality that work, like, it has to be something that you love doing because it doesn't. It's like when we were talking about the gym. Some when, when I was talking about the gym, some people love going to the gym, other people do it because they know that the benefits of it is to stay healthy. With work, some people love what they do and most people do it because they have bills to pay, and that's just a fact of life.
0: And there's actually nothing wrong with that as well. Exactly, and that's part that.
2: of, and that is part mm-hmm. of being disciplined, in my opinion. Going to work and showing up every day because bills need to be paid and responsibilities have to be achieved. And if you are in a position where you really don't like it and it's affecting your mental health, I'm not saying don't leave. That's that's absolutely fine. But you st- I mean, at the end of the day, most of us will still have to work because, like. Iman said none of very few people are born with a silver spoon so you have to do something to keep that money going and even if you are in a position where you love your job you know there's cycles um economic crashes happen and people lose their jobs and they lose the things that they love doing and in the interim so that they can pay bills and keep a roof over their heads they might go and clean toilets just so that they're bringing bringing in enough money until they find what it is that they love to do. And I think that's what discipline is. When we're talking about discipline in our careers, it's about saying, well, you know, it's not just jumping shit because I don't like where I am or because I need to find a job that I am absolutely passionate about. We I still have to I mean I I'm not 100 percent I don't love my I'm not one of those people that absolutely loves my job, but I do it. I find enough enjoyment from it to go in every single day and it pays the bills. And on the side I do things that I love. I, I see my friends in the evening to wind down like that's where I stand on it and I, it might be a bit of an unpopular opinion especially in this day and age where we're where, you know where we're more considerate of our mental health and more considerate about of doing things that we love but that's what I feel.
0: Do you know what? I don't think it's unpopular at all I kind of I, I agree with that to be honest um, I definitely do agree I think one thing you said is finding some sort of enjoyment within uh, within the role and I think that's obviously important. Um, it might not be the work itself. It might be colleagues that you like, or it might be the line manager you like, or it might be the fact that you can. You've got a gym in the office, for example. It's just finding little things that kind of give you that motivation to to kind of go. Um, but I definitely do agree that you know a lot of people don't necessarily enjoy their role. Even me, like I don't necessarily wake up every day thinking, "Oh my days, I work for a bank." Oh my, like I mean, it's like exciting. I never, I never once thought, "Yeah, one day I want to work for a bank," and you know, I never really had that excitement. And I remember even recently, like, I was speaking to um, my, one of my line manager. And um, obviously, I worked for Arsenal it, on the side. So like, when I started playing at home, I'd obviously work there. And my line manager knows I work for Arsenal as well, yeah. And obviously, there was one time he was asking me, like, um, do, do you enjoy your job? And obviously, he's asking me because he can <laughs> tell he can tell that this is not something, you know, I'm going to die for. Like, this is, God didn't create me to work for a bank in it. So, and he can tell, like, he's a smart guy. And I was like, to be honest, no, I don't necessarily enjoy it. I don't have a desire to, to do what I'm doing. So, I mean, I'm, I'm good at what I do, so that's why I do it. And obviously, it has its benefits. And then he was encouraging me to go work for Arsenal. He said, oh, seeing as you enjoy working for Arsenal, why don't you look at working for Arsenal full-time? He clearly doesn't know how this works, <laughs> which is what, which is why he's encouraging me to do stuff. And then he asked me, oh, so what, like, what else do you do? And I have told him, you know, loads of stuff I do. I tell him I'm quite social and all that sort of stuff. He then started encouraging me to go and be an influencer and be a food blogger full-time. I said, I said to him, look, uh, you might not, you might have an idea of what influencers and food bloggers do, but this is not something that I want to do full-time, innit? It's, that's not for me. He's just like, oh, no, but, you know, there is a reward package. Eventually, I started realizing that this guy just must not want me and his team, innit? That, that must be what it is here. He's clearly seen I don't enjoy it, which is why he tried to push me out of the door, to move somewhere else. Cool. No problem. (laughs) Even though, even though I don't necessarily enjoy it, it's not something I'll now think, all right, cool. Let me leave my, my nine to five and now, you know, focus on a business and that sort of stuff. Because obviously there's, there's value that you can find in an area where you're not necessarily enjoying that. And even through that, that little difficulty of tough time of having like the worst line manager in the world. um, I've obviously learned a lot of, you know, characteristic traits, which have improved like things like patience um, I think being able to to have a line manager that you don't necessarily get along with has kind of helped and enabled me to be a bit more patient, and be a bit more resilient, like bouncing back when things aren't necessarily going according to plan. And I think these things kind of do help when, you know, your back's against the wall or things aren't necessarily as great as you want them to be or things are not ideal for you. There's a lot of learns within like, this process. But I want to ask Eman, probably a question for you, Eman, because obviously... Mm. We ain't heard your voice in a minute still. Um what what's your thoughts about how, how do you remain disciplined in an area that you're not happy with?
1: Um I, I, I think that's that's the reality of life. Like orem made a good um biblical um reference, like in Genesis, you know, when when God kicks Adam and Eve out of the garden, he says, Look yo, look, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to sweat for every penny you're gonna get. Before you could have done it in peace and free, before you did it in peace, freedom, liberty, you know, there was no worries. Now you're going to have to do it and you're going to have to work hard for it. And I think every believer has to understand that life, the Christian life and the Christian walk is not about things coming to you easy, nor is is it about having the things that you want, uh, all the things that you want per se, in the way that you want them, however you want them, in the time frame that you want them. It's about giving given the things that you do have being content paul says um paul says i believe in philippians uh, in the scripture that we love to use i can do all things i think philippians 2 or philippians 4 it talks about i can do all things through christ who strengthens me and we love using that but paul was talking about look i know what it means to be up when it comes to finances and i know what it means to be down i know how to work hard i know what it means to to, to do well and thrive and I know what it looks like to, looks like, sorry, to suffer, but in all things, grace has been given to me and I can do all things mm. through Christ who strengthens me. That's the mindset. That's the mentality. That's the actual context. So if as a believer, you're put in a scenario where you don't like work, look, the first thing you ought to do is in the Bible says, I believe if Paul says in Colossians, in everything, give thanks because it's the will of God concerning you in everything. Yes, you may not like the job, but be grateful to God you at least have a job. Do you know what this pandemic has done for people? Mm. If I sit down and I tell you all my story, mm. you guys will be doing night vigil for me. But the point tell is... Us for him, bro, tell us, At the end of the day, the point is in everything, give thanks because it's God's will concerning you. So if you have a job and it's not paying you as much as your friends in your friendship circle or someone you've seen on Twitter or the person that you're looking up to on Instagram, look, give thanks, because at least you're able to pay your bills. There's some people that haven't been able to pay their bills. There's some people that you're looking up to, they're buying stuff on their credit card, but they are suffering behind closed doors. They're struggling to put, <laughs> they're suffering, just to, or they're, 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 they're abusing their finances to put content out there for you, and behind closed doors, they are living the worst life. So listen, like when it comes to work, for anyone that's in a place of, oh, you know what? I, I hate my job, I hate my manager, I understand. But that's why we have Holy Spirit. So for example, First Corinthians tells us that First Corinthians thirteen talks about how love is patient, love is kind. So this exercising of your patience in the workplace when maybe like you're like I'm in a transition, I'm looking for a new job, that love of God that's working in you will cause you to be patient and exercise that so you're growing in that place and you can become more like christ because there's nothing to say that there's nothing to say scripturally or theologically to say that we will all have the jobs that we want and we all get the money that we want and we'll all have the salary that we want and we have to look at the signs of the times like we're seeing the ad on youtube we're seeing the ads are you tired of doing a 95 xyz So is it that God wanted us all to be digital marketers? Don't be kidding. Is it that God wanted us to all be traders? Don't be kidding. Is it that God <laughs> wants us all wants us to be cryptocurrency investors? Don't be kidding. Because I don't understand. Ah, ah. It's the same set of of things that you're saying. Are you tired of X, Y, and Z? But you're taking us all to the same thing. So is it that God created us all to be doing trading? I don't understand. The point is that people are trying to sell you. Cheap peace and cheap joy and cheap happiness. Let me tell you something, even people that do all of those things, they will tell you it comes with its challenges, it comes with its pain, it comes with its stresses. So, if anything, be grateful for where you're at and be grateful for the journey that God is taking you on because. In the midst of it all, yes, you may not be getting the great, greatest salary, but you have enough to do what needs to be done in a moment of time. You may not like your job or you may not like some of your colleagues. That's fine. But God is building your character and your resilience around people because maybe in the future where God has called you to be, you're going to need to be around people who are very irritating as well. If you don't know how to master places like this, uh, the final example I'll give is Joseph, right? He knew at some point that, right, God has called me to this great place. He didn't know what exactly it was going to be. He didn't know it was going to be second in command uh, for as a leader in Egypt. He just knew that God was calling him to a greater place. But the process for him to go there, he found himself in a pit. He found himself as, as a slave worker in Potiphar's house. He found himself in prison. All of these things were part of his process or processing that would develop him for the man that he was to become and the Bible describes when he was in Potiphar's house he was the best staff there like if you know God has given you a dream right but you're in a place where you know you're not meant to be you know what that says you know what the Bible encourages us to do work hard give your best and the Bible describes that when Joseph was there what happens Potiphar makes him in charge of all operations all the staff and he is a servant to Potiphar. He goes to prison. Who, do, who wants to do well in prison? The Bible describes that they make him the chief of prisoners while he's a prisoner. So what does this tell us? It tells us, whatever predicament you're in, give it your best. Be disciplined, serve people. The Bible describes mm-hmm. for Joseph, he had the gift of, of dream interpretation. So what does he do? There's people there that are like, "Oh, we don't know. there's a butler, there's a baker. They're like, we need to interpret these dreams. We don't know how to do it. Joseph, while he's in prison, he uses the gifts that God has given him. And at some point, it was those gifts that brought him into prominence. So my thing for you is, yes, God has called you to this. Yes, God has called you as a millionaire. Yes, God has called you as a well-being coach. Yes, God has called you to own your charity. Yes, God has called you to be that big, amazing actor. But where you are now, yes, it might not look like it. Fine, we get it. But where you are now, is the best place you need to be. So be committed to where you are now. I know it is frustrating. I'm not telling you like, you know, it's easy. I've been around irritating workers. I've had irritating line managers. I've been in places where I want to give up. But for the sake of what God is doing in me currently, what I need currently, i.e. money, i.e. the character building, i.e. the experiences, I grow from that and I learn from that and once I do, trust me, when I get to the next place, whenever that is, whether that's a couple months down the line, whether that's a year or two down the line, trust me, every step of the way and I use myself as an example, it has always been beneficial for me. So I hope that encourages someone and I hope that answers your question as well.
0: You know, that's 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 real, bro. That's perfect. I think ultimately that's very, very important is learning from these challenges that we're facing because ultimately it makes us stronger, in it? So, I know, obviously, when going through the challenges, like we don't necessarily see the light at the end of the tunnel. When going through the trenches, we don't actually see that we're going to make out on the other side. Right. So it's easy to say this when you're on the other side when you've made it out, but mm-hmm. you know, going through, going through these things, like it's it's all character building, and it definitely does test us quite a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think it does, it obviously does help us and prepare us for for future endeavors. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely important, and it's definitely key. Obviously, obviously, it is hard. Where where um where career is concerned, because you know there's a lot of things that are out of your, your control. So like how your land manager might treat you, how your colleagues might treat you, and that sort of stuff. What about in business then? How how we remain disciplined in business? <laughs> obviously, business is an area where we're in control, especially if it's the business that we own. Um, right. We're obviously in control. We don't have anybody telling us what to do. We don't have anybody. Do you know what I mean, how how do we remain disciplined? Like when it those periods when it gets tiring and you can't be bothered to send that email or you can't be bothered to write that song or you can't be bothered to create that that new product how do you remain disciplined in in that regard
1: The honest truth is and and so many like if you read all these millionaires and all these people that are doing great in their businesses and stuff like that, they'll always say this simple thing remember your why. Like, and as believers, this should also be a mantra for us as well. Why are you doing this thing? Because people will say, yes, I get it. Business, you know, I get it to an, an extent. Yeah, business, you need money to help sustain it, right? But, you know, a lot of people don't actually get into business because they're trying to make money from it. They actually know that if we serve a cause or if we serve a purpose, that at some point, what we need is going to come to us, i.e. the money. So why are you doing this thing? For me, anytime I feel down, and there's been loads of times where I felt down, like in in business ventures that I've done, like, why isn't this happening? Why doesn't it look this way? Look at other people, they're doing similar things and it's going well for them in X, Y, Z. And I always remind myself, why am I doing this thing? When I remind myself why I'm doing this thing, uh, however frustrated I might feel, it gives me the motivation and it gives me not just motivation because motivation I don't always think is enough. That conviction to go go back and do that thing or go and do that thing because it's necessary. Don't just do it because you feel like it. Do it because it's necessary. And so for me, with the things that I do, I always think if I give up now, if I stop what I'm doing now, the people that need what I'm doing are going to miss up because I've said I'm not going to do it. So for me, I also have to remind myself that Slow and steady wins the race as well, because a lot of mm-hmm. the, a lot the idea that you know people bust fast overnight success and because of how people portray and and shape things optically on social media, mm-hmm. you will think that everyone is busting fast, people are making turnovers fast, people are making profits fast. And some of our friends are also dishonest as well because some of them, you know, they will be buying all these nice things and they're actually not making any money or they're actually, nothing's popping for them. They may be even using their work money or X, (laughs) Y, Z to intimidate you and feel like you're not doing much and to make you feel like, ah, their business figure is really popping off when actually it's either a credit card or it's money from something else. So like stuff like that has helped me to be grounded. And my focus is literally, okay, God, you asked me to do it. from So for my business, all the business ideas that I have, they've all been God-given. And I'm not doing all of them at once. Some of them, I've parked them on the bench for later times and when I have enough. But the ones that I'm, I'm focusing on now, I always remind myself, I didn't give myself this idea. God gave me the idea. So if God gave me the idea, I've got to run with him. I've got to do things at his pace He's got to teach me. He's the best business teacher. I I read loads of books about, or I read loads of books. I listen to podcasts from business people and stuff like that, creatives, all of that great stuff. But ultimately it's God that gives me that. So first my conviction from God has got to be there. So when I don't feel like it, I remember my why. I remember God gave me this idea. And if God gave me the idea, he's the one that's going to sustain me. And that's what, when times are tough, when times are really frustrating, that's what anchors me in. And mm. having people around you that remind you of the same thing.
0: Yeah, I think that I think that why is definitely important. I think obviously almost every like business person speaks about the why. And I think that's definitely something that's important. No know, knowing your why and obviously what you do and why you do what you do. I think ultimately it kind of comes down to purpose, isn't it? Like what's the purpose behind this thing? What is it we want out of this thing that we're doing? What is it that we're trying to get out of this? Where is it that we're going with this particular business or this particular idea? And I think ultimately that should allow us to kind of remain grounded so that when push does come to shove, when it comes to that period where it's just like, you know, we're feeling a bit disheartened because it's not going according to plan, or we're not getting the traction that we deserve, or we're not getting the responses that we may want, or we might feel like just packing it in, um, we can always fall back on that why, we can always fall back on that purpose, We we can always fall back. On on that very thing that we set out to begin with in the beginning, even with this podcast, like sometimes it get it, it can get tiring, like it, it can get yeah. tiring. We've it. been going kind on of, what it's it's two and a half years now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, never never missed an episode. Never missed a period where where we did not record and put something out. Mm-hmm. Even this, it can it can get tiring when people got you know, e man you're busy or you're busy, I'm busy. Everyone's got their own things, and it can get a bit long sometimes. But we always have to remember why did we do this? Why did we put this podcast together? Why did we create this to begin with? And that alone will always overshadow any of the distractions that may come or any of the challenging or difficult moments that may come, or even in business, like even in work, like always remembering like why why we're here, what what, what do we want out of this? What's the purpose and what's the driving factor beyond this? And I think if we don't have that why, I think that's when we kind of fall into a place where it's easy for us to be distracted by by what's happening out there or what our counterparts are doing, it's, it's kind of easy to to, to to lose focus and to to lose track. So, I definitely think that why and and that purpose is very very important because I think from that and like you said about being committed and being grounded, I think ultimately it's important and that foundation needs to be strong, isn't it. Mm-hmm. That that thing that we're doing, the foundation needs to be very very strong so that you know we can we can forever build upon that foundation and it can stand firm against you know all the trials and tribulations that that could easily come our way. Mm-hmm. Amen, Amen. Mm-hmm. Aura what about you Aura how, how, how do you think that we can um re- remain grounded when you know things are not really working for us have you ever been in a time where you know you've kind of wanted to give up on something or you've Bro. wanted to change
2: <laughs> One I in a you new direction about, about the time I almost got fired from my job <laughs> so I definitely have, <laughs> I've definitely, definitely been in that situation um and really and truly, it's only the grace of God, and that, that sounds so cliche, but it really is the truth. I say it for everything, but it really, really is the truth because you just have to show up, go to work every day, put one foot in front of the other, just log in, and just do what you got to do, and just try and like get your head in the game, focus on what's important, and just keep going until, by God's grace, you know you find a break or you get you finally get to do what you want to do again i'm i'm a very practical person and it comes back to what i was saying before you don't have a choice it's either you go to work or you don't get paid and because i'm i, I talk about money a lot but not in a i love money type of way but just in a practical like money makes the world go around because i'm more because i'm quite a practical person and i know that money has to, money have to make i will actually just keep going and for the grace of god like because I have a reputation, because I'm a child of God, and because whenever I go to work, pe- people will know that about me. It's it, it would damage my witness if I was to not be good at work or if I was to let my standards slip. So I just try to remember that, remember why I'm doing it, and that's that's basically what I try to do when when things get tough. But I've definitely definitely been in that situation. Like I said, I literally almost got fired from a job because it was that bad.
0: How did, how did you bounce back? <laughs>
2: Um how did I bounce? But to be fair, I left that job not long, not that long afterwards. But even in the interim before I left, like I had to it was re- it was actually very, very tough because I knew that I had literally almost got fired and people knew that about me. And so I then had to like just I had to just show that I, I was better than that and I just had to keep coming to work, showing up and making sure that my work was really good so that people knew that that's not who I am.
0: Mm-hmm. I definitely hear that, boy. Do you lot think that we can work in a career that's not a part of our calling, it's or or are we called, cool? or like you know how like people <laughs> say that they were called to a specific career path? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. Do you think that's the same for for everything in terms of career, or can you work a career that God didn't necessarily call you to?
2: I think you can. Mm. Again, because yeah. people do certain jobs because they need to to, to get by. Mm. So if you need to clean toilets and you're in <laughs> your toilet cleaner, mm. are you going to so, say, because God called you to do something else, you're not going to clean toilets so you can pay your bills?
0: So is this kind of like the permissive will kind of thing then?
2: Well, I think it depends on what it is. <laughs> because I think often... If God has called you to be in a particular role, he will make a way so that you can do that. But in the interim period, if you have to clean toilets to do it, then so be it. I don't think
0: no offense to toilet cleaners but No, no offense
2: to toilet cleaners. No, no to toilet cleaners. I, that's not what I'm saying. But I mean, I keep I keep using that example, but it's just the it's just the first thing that came to my mind.
0: What's your what's your fortune email?
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I do agree with Ora. Um I, th- I think that the reality, like I said, the reality of life and the reality of living in a fallen world is, you know, um, life doesn't go the way we expect it to go a lot of the times. So sometimes you you end up in a place where it's just like, you know, this has to be done in this moment of time. We just have to do what, what needs to be done. And sometimes, obviously, you know, you know, obviously some people think of, you know, those who are married or have kids and stuff like that. Some, you know, for a lot of people who are single, um, whether living by themselves or living at home, it's the same thing. You know, there's a lot of pressures that are going on. Life is real. The, the loans and debts and things that need to be paid for. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you have to do something in the meantime. But I think that ultimately for a believer, the hope that we have is 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 like it says in Romans that those that are led by the spirit romans eight those that are led by the spirit are the sons of God, like despite your situation, God can lead you through, even if you do take a wrong turn, even if you do make a bad choice, even if you mm-hmm. do take a wrong role that may not have not been for you in that season or at the right time or something that's just not good for you at all, God can steer you through that Holy Spirit can direct you and guide you like so it's not the end. Um, but yeah there there can be occasions where Christians are not necessarily maybe where God called them or placed them to be, and that happens for a lot of people and it 's understandable it 's not justifiable especially if if we 're being disobedient but it 's understandable because in a fallen world we we know what the pressures of of not having you know a job or not having the right finances can bring you know what it 's done Lo- you know last year in the pandemic, people were just committing suicide like crazy because they were like life is over some own like and i'm only saying only not in a you know disrespectful way but you know it's a job like some that there's that as long as you're living i have a saying that as long as you as long as you still got breath in your lung there's lungs there's still a chance even if it's not the greatest job there's still some way somehow you can find something even if it's mm-hmm. benefits or whatever but some people like some people lost their jobs or lost their dream mm. ideal jobs, and were committing suicide. Some people just even lost like just like normal you know jobs that would just sustain their finances, and they took their lives like so the pressure is a lot, but at the end of the day we give thanks to God because there is a way through, and we thank God because you know the Bible describes Holy Spirit as a counselor, so we have Holy Spirit who can show us the way and we don't have to walk in the dark or we don't have to walk. Um, without clarity. Holy Spirit can show us that. Uh, uh,
0: that's good, bro. That's good, man. Um, I think it could probably close there. You got a scripture for us, bro?
1: Um, yeah, give me one second to open it up.
0: go. Yeah, cool. All right, final words from you, man.
2: Um, I mean, I haven't really... I made all my points, but I would say, like, everything you do, just do it as unto the Lord, whether it's entrepreneurship, whether it's a career, just do it just show up you know just keep going until it one day it, it, it gets better
0: mm-hmm. yeah i agree with that i definitely agree with that i think that's definitely a good scripture as well working as you working onto the lord is definitely a good one but probably one that you know many of us know but probably take it for not take it for granted but probably probably ignore it a little and um, we probably don't work as hard as we probably should do me included to be honest um but I think it's definitely, that scripture is definitely a reminder that we ought to work hard within that nine to five, even if we don't enjoy it. um, Even if we don't find happiness there, even if we don't find joy there, we still kind of need to, you know, work. And remember, obviously, that we are a representation of Christ, even within our workplaces. It's not only when we're around Christians that we should behave as a Christian, but even within our workplaces and then around non-believers, we still have to you know, represent represent Christ to the fullest, and and that he obviously shows within how we behave and how 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 hard we are at work. Mm-hmm. So no, I definitely do agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, Eman Scripture, yeah,
1: Philippians four verse eleven to thirteen. Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatsoever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and in every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so, like I said before, you know, the reality of life is that there will be ups and there'll be downs. But the Apostle Paul reminds us here: look, the key, the key to you winning in every season is is recognizing that. In every season you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, whether you're up or whether you're down, whether you're you've got plenty, or whether you're in a place where you know you're in a bit you're in quite a bit of need, or whether you're in abundance, or whether you've been suffering hard, like in everything, God gives you the power to do all things that He wants you to do or He needs you to do. So, you know, don't there's nothing wrong with the nine to five. Um there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. I know it may be tough, but God gives you the strength to do all that you need to do in those moments. So maintain the discipline because in all of this, um, and I know for some people, I just want to say for everything that we've said in this podcast, don't think that we're speaking from a higher mighty position. Mm. I'm sure if everyone sat down to break down the things that they've gone through in their work life or their career or their business life, you will not, you will, you will definitely change your mind. So we're speaking from a place of, you know, being in a position where many of you are or where many of you have been, that in all things, be content and enjoy your process. God will give you the strength to enjoy your process. One, you'll become more like Christ. And on the other side of it, there will be something better by the grace of God.
2: Amen. Well
0: said. Well said. Amen, for real. On that note, we'll leave it there. Um, really do appreciate you for listening. Really do appreciate um, all of the listeners, by all means, do share the podcast, share the episode if you really enjoyed it. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you think of the series as well, man. Be getting good feedback about uh, the first episode. Yeah. Um. So yeah, let us know what you think of this one. Um, the discipline series continues because obviously there's there's other areas that we can touch upon as well. But well, thanks again, guys. We're real Top real talk. We're signing out. See
1: ya.